Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. With our nose to the grindstone, I think, back at it again, it is yet another edition, the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and our special guest host who has now been here I'm doing the math on this. This is your third consecutive week, I believe I said the other day on a podcast, right? This is your third consecutive weekend with me. I think yes, sir, it is. So that means you have, this is your ninth consecutive podcast that you have been on the fifth hour by hook or by crook. You have been here for nine consecutive podcasts. And so you've become the new regular guy. Nine in a row? That's that's insane. Mm. Man. No days off, as you uh, always say. No days off. Yeah. Holy mother of God, nine in a row for Ryan McBain. Well, this is the mailbag, and people have asked, when, where do you get the questions from? Actually, nobody ever asked that. It's on Facebook. We post Wednesday. I try to do it in the morning, but sometimes I, I forget. Sometimes I forget. So it's it's on Facebook. Ben Maller Show is the Facebook page. The, don't go to some ripoff Ben Maller Show page. The Ben Maller, ben Maller Show page on Facebook, and we have a little community. And people are generally nicer, although there have been some real douches on Facebook lately I've had to uh, get rid of. Because my, my theory on social media is there. Uh, I'm there for work reasons and whatnot and to hang out. But if you're an asshole, I don't need to deal with you. I mean, I'm not paid to deal with assholes on Facebook. I'm paid to deal with assholes on on radio, I guess. I, uh, that's what I get paid to do. So, uh, But anyway, Ben Maller Show on Facebook if you want to post there. And you can also email uh, questions. Uh, we have a, a growing list of people that send email. In fact, this week we got more questions on email than we did on the Facebook page, which I was disappointed about because usually the Facebook page has been very, very effective. But a real fifth hour, real fifth hour at gmail.com. Real fifth hour at gmail.com. You can send your questions in. First question up on the mailbag this week. We open the mailbox. It comes from Pierre from Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh. 
No, 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 no. Listen, Springfield is not Boston. Spring, you, 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 you. I know you hate all of the Commonwealth there, but there are. You know, you've not. Have you been to Springfield, Massachusetts? You have not, right? No, I, I haven't. And you know what? I never will be going there no, but, ever. Okay, all right. That's north, though. That's like north it's, of northern. It's Massachusetts. Like, oh my God. All right. Anyway, Pierre from Springfield, home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, where Muffet McGraw is located says, is McBain the love child of Gagon and the Boston hater? I am asking for a friend. That is very insulting to even, uh, you know, compare me to uh, Gascon. I take great yeah. offense to that. I agree. But you like the Boston hater. You'd be cool. If he, if you were like the, the godson of the Boston hater, he was your godfather, you'd be cool with that, right? Well, you should hate Boston because that's like hating evil. There's nothing wow. wrong with that. It's good. Wow. I'm doing the Lord's work. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. It's not helpful. Okay, when I say Massachusetts is a shithole, I'm doing the God's work. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, Let's see. Barry from Nashville writes in, says, Yo, yo, Ma Benny, besides feeding the ducks and the squirrels, what are your hobbies? (laughs) That's a great question. What are my hobbies? I don't know. I watch a lot of documentaries, a lot of that crap on the weekends. Uh, Scroll through YouTube, find random things. I love words, which is a very boring hobby, but I love words and phrases and trying to polishing up my lexicon, always trying to add some new terms to my my, the monologues and whatnot because that's all I have. We don't have photos and all that. All I have is words, so if you can find different ways to say the same thing, I love that. So that's if that counts as a hobby, uh, but no, I didn't do random things with the with the wife. I used to like you know, working out. I haven't been able to do that since I moved to the halfway house because my treadmill's in thirteen thousand pieces in a storage shed somewhere. So I don't have don't have that. But those are first world problems. Uh, John the Jailer writes in from Pennsylvania. He says, "Ben, being such a handsome guy and a big time radio personality, well, thank you, John. Have you ever had a stalker?" And he says, the same question for Gascon, and what was his name? <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, interesting, uh, John. Uh, we don't yeah. kink shame here. We don't kink shame. <laughs> I don't know that I'd ever say a stalker. I've had some people that I deemed rather creepy that were way too into my life for my taste that really wanted to know like where I lived. And, and um, there were some people that have sent me email that found my address somehow, and that that scared me a little bit. That scared me a little bit. As far as like a female stalker, the only one that I would really say when I was a young guy working local radio in L.A., there was a woman that really was kind of into me. And we were like pen pals, and uh, we would write back, uh, email back and forth, and she was a big fan. And I never met her, but she really tried, and... She had a job that gave me the heebie-jeebies, and so I didn't. It was it was kind of freaked me out a little bit, maybe a little queasy. She was a corner at the L.A. County Coroner's office, and, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I have the show on while she was doing an autopsy or something." It just kind of freaked me out. What? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, isn't that wild? So she never called into the show and said, "Ben, play Misty for me." <laughs> she did call a couple times into the show. She did occasionally call, but uh, I don't think she ever requested that. But but it's ironic because we've had a lot of people working in that business, in the mortuary business or the the coroner's business that are fans of the show because the hours were on. The hours were on. We have Lenny, uh, who who works at a 
a cemetery in Miami, in the Miami area, Fort Lauderdale, and Hayes, the crazy guy from Minnesota. So get a few of them. Blind Emmett, the Seahawk fan in Olympia, Washington. Hey, by the way, Emmett, some guy randomly emailed me. I think he's blind, and he wanted to reach out to you. So if you're okay with that, you got to give me the okay. Send me an email, Emmett, and I'll. If you want to help this guy out, he, I think he needs some help because he's a fellow blind guy and he's impressed by your work. That's that's at least what I took away from the email that he sent. Anyway, blind Emmett, what a, he's in high school. This guy, what a stud this kid is. Uh, Emmett, I know him. A, you know blind Emmett. Yeah. Uh, we talk every now and then. Yes. Really? This smart guy's a good kid. guy. He's, he's good. very smart, right? Yeah. He's smarter than the average sports talk radio caller by a lot. He's good to converse with. He's sharp. I like the guy. He's going places. Anyway, Emmett uh, says, if you had to live with one of these people for a year, who would you choose? He says, Hayes in Minnesota, Blind Scott in Boston, Beer Drinking Brian, or Brian Fenley. Wow. <laughs> That's a you know you know you know what this is this is Sophie's choice. Uh, this is you're damned if you do if you're damned if you don't. This is being stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea is what this is. So I've met I've met Blind Scott. I've met unfortunately Brian. He uh, made the mistake of inviting him to the Maller ugly sweater party, which will never happen again. Never happen again. So. <laughs> We right off the top. The first one I'll eliminate is Brian Finley. All right? Really? I, I, yes. That uh, bad? That he's, bad. He's a stage five clinger. He's a stage five clinger. And so uh, very annoying. And he's tried to hijack members of the Maller militia and, and hornswoggle some of our fans away. He's piggybacking on the success of the Maller militia brand, all eight of us, to try to uh, cipher away some of our fans, and that bothers me. That rubs me the wrong way, so I would not want to hang out with him. Now, I've met Blind Scott, and Blind Scott in Boston, most of the time, Blind Scott's fine. And the cool thing about Blind Scott is you can hide from him because he can't see you. Oh, so that would be something that would be a, that would be something that is attractive to me with Blind Scott. And the problem that Blind, ha- Blind Scott has is he has a lot of peaks and valleys. A lot of peaks and valleys where he'll be fine for a while. And then, as we know from his calls into the overnight show, it's a can of worms all of a sudden. And he just becomes enraged, enraged, and goes scorched earth. So that's problematic. I don't know if Hayes is real or not. I don't know if Hayes is real or not. But if he is real, I want nothing to do with him because I believe he will kill me. And I don't want anything to do with that. If he's faking, maybe I'd hang out with him. Because it's all an act, but you don't know he's faking or not until he's cut you up. So, uh, and then beer drinking, Brian. I, Brian, I think would be okay to hang out with. He's not in great health, and all he does is sit around and drink a lot and smoke a lot. Oh, okay. So, I could just be in another room, like you know, like everyone else is like Finley's a clinger. Blind Scott goes flying off into a rage. Hayes is a lunatic. So I would take beer drinking Brian. That that's the process of elimination right there. Plus, you know, Brian's in such poor health. Who knows what's going to happen with him, you know, you never know. Anyway, uh Richard writes in from uh, Etowah. I think that's how you say it. Tennessee. Can you have more podcasts without garbage gag on? Yes, Richard, your dreams are coming true right now. <laughs> say hello to McBain. See, you're making people happy. 
uh, Ryan, that uh, this guy Richard's so happy that Gagon's not here. This is his dream come true. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, be careful. Uh, Richard also says, will you ever have any of the overnight guys on the show? Well, sure, I'd have all those guys on, but we don't pay anybody to be on the fifth hour, and it's you know I don't know that they would want to do it unless they got paid. So, uh, but if yeah, Eddie wants to come on here, and we can go behind the scenes and talk about some of the old stories, or Koopa Loop, Roberto, I'd have all those guys on. Absolutely, I mean, there's other people I want to get on the podcast from Fox Sports Radio. I've talked for a while. I, I promised the vegan Teicher, I put him on. He's a talker. He's into that anime stuff. I, I don't know. He's a weird dude. It. I like him, but he's a very weird person. He's a very social guy. He's a good guy. And he's he's not an introvert like us, but I get along with him. A lot of extroverts I don't get along with because they're too much for me. But uh, we have like a, a, a connection. There. There's a connect. I, I get him. He gets me. So I, I'd like to get him on the podcast. And there's other people as well. So uh, Let's see here. Disgruntled da- uh, Dale. Disgruntled Dale writes in from Parts Unknown. He says, I love the fact that you bring up the Astros every night. I don't bring them up every night, Dale. Let's stop right there. I just bring them up when there's something in the sporting news that relates to baseball, and it involves the Astros. Uh, he says, I give them, it gives me great pleasure knowing that it's still eating at you after all of the time that has passed. Well, yeah, because it's like a crime was committed and no punishment was handed out. So, of course, you would be upset if you were, as a fan, uh, you know, in the context of being a fan, you were the one that was had something stolen from you and then nobody was punished even though you caught the person that did it. What's the point of that? He says it's just wonderful that it will eat at you the rest of your days. No, no, I live a fine life. I'm not, I'm not worried about the assholes from Houston that play baseball. Yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. He says, I bet it's the first thing you think about when you wake up. No, it's the, it's the last thing I think about when I wake up. No. When I wake up, I think about, all right, wh- what do I have to do today? That's what I think about. Like everyone else. Like, how do I get out of bed? And I think, I made it another day. I get another day alive. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm above the grass. Uh, so I, I've, I've done something good here. I can't. St- I can't stand Astros fans. Like your team yeah. cheated, okay? Yeah. And they got away with it scot free. Like Astro fans are almost as bad as Boston fans. I think they're worse. I think they're worse. They're, uh, they're, they're terrible. No, they're worse. Well, they are worse fans. Want, say what you want about Astros fans. At least they're not racist, so it's fine. Well, I'm sure they're racist Astro fans. If you wanted to look hard, you, know, you can find racist people everywhere if you want. If you want to look hard enough, you can probably find them everywhere. So uh, anyway, Destructor uh, Dale says he wants to know why uh, we don't whine about the Red Sox cheating the Dodgers out of the World Series. You should give equal time. The Sox brought back the same cheating coach. Yes. Uh, well, Disgruntled Dale, you're not that bright. I have gone into this. I know the the IQ of the average Astro fan <laughs> is not very high. Right, there's a lot of knuckle draggers among the Astro fan base, unfortunately. So uh, let, let me put it this way for you, Neanderthals. The reason that we give the Astros a hard time, unlike the Red Sox. Now, the Red Sox did do some shady stuff. There's no question. Yep. But that was – think of it as a tree, right? And the Red Sox was a branch on the Astros. Astros tree. 
Okay, so the everything began with the Astros, and Alex Cora was the right-hand man, and he was the brains behind the illicit espionage scandal. So he brought some of that to Boston, but again, it goes back. You you if you want to kill the fish, you cut off the head, right? You you want to make sure not kill the so, fish, cut off the head. Yeah. I mean, there's other ways to kill the fish, but just go with it. Just <laughs> okay. go with it. Okay. It makes no sense. It's a, it's a malarism. Just go with it. Okay. So, so anyway, the, the point is it, it, that, that it all goes back six degrees of the Astros bacon, not Kevin Bacon, the Astros bacon. Do you understand? Like the debauchery that took place, it all began with the Astros. So my anger is directed to them. If baseball had done their job and gotten this under control before it even got to the playoffs in 2017 and, and figured this out, which is their, their gig, then the Red Sox thing doesn't happen the way it happened because Alice Cora doesn't end up getting that job in Boston. And so then that would have never happened. It all goes back to the point of uh, conception, uh, which is in Houston. So that's why I... Disgruntled Dale. I'm obsessed with that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Ben365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Chris in Maricopa, Iowa, says, I got offered a ticket scanner job at field a Field of Dreams game. Oh, that yeah, that's coming up, right? The Field of Dreams game, they're still doing that in Iowa. The Yankees and the White Sox, is that right? I think that's right. Anyway, Chris says it only pays $12 an hour, and he would, he would have to take two days off from his job. He says, I'm not likely to see the game or meet the players. Uh, he says, would would be part of history should I take it. All right, so I'm going to go yes on this, Chris. And you're going to lose money on the deal. But one of my philosophies, and this is something I told Gagon a while back, and he gets annoyed because he complains about how little money he made at a gig when he took a minor league broadcasting job. But my belief is life is all about the stories. And that would be a good one. That's that's a very unique thing. You know, it's the it's like the the Dr. Seuss, right? It's the you talk about some of the great quotes. Were you a Dr. Seuss guy? I know he's been canceled, but I was a big Dr. Seuss fan. I grew <laughs> one up. One book on was canceled. Calm down. No, no, he's been the Wokesters got him. Okay. But 
but no, the 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 the, the, the what was the the quote? The, oh, the places you'll go, the people you'll see, right? Like that. That is is a big thing. So I, the the story alone, you know, you you can make more money, you can get some more money down the line. But to say, hey, I was at this special event, the Field of Dreams game in Iowa, and I was there, and I was working, and you can. But wait, when you're an old dude, you can like brag to your friends or tell you. We all we get older, we tell stories about things we did, and they're all these humdinger of stories. But you can say, I was at that game. I, yeah, I worked there. I was behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, but he he just said he won't even be able to watch the game. Just work there. Yeah, but you're getting the vibe. You're out in the cornfields and uh, no. Uh, I mean, if you really, really, really love baseball that much, I say do it. But. I mean, make less money and like not even be able to watch the game. Uh, that's a no for me, dog. Nah, I'd do it. Nah, yeah, do it. because you're Mr. Yeah. Moneybags over here. No, oh, please, Mr. Moneybags. I am uh, in debt up the keister right there. Uh, absolutely. Anyway, so I my advice is do it, Chris. And McBain over there, Ryan, says no. All right, uh, moving on on the mailbag. Ohio Al writes in. He, he was in the talent show. He's a little bit angry here. And he gives a lengthy email regarding the talent show. He says, thanks uh, for all of the great reviews and the comments you made on my song entry in the 2021 talent show. So he starts out with a compliment. Really appreciate the positive feedback. Says he's not on Twitter, Ohio Al, and would love to see the show judges' uh, final scores and also the listeners' final scores uh, from the final eight. If possible, could you post those on Facebook? Uh, Not... Likely, I can see if I can go back. It's been a few days, so I can see if I can go back and find them. But they are, you don't have to be on Twitter to go. You type in twitter.com slash Ben Maller and scroll down, and you can see the results of that. So you don't really need me to send the screenshots. So then he says, I have some observations and some comments on the logistics of the talent show. This is the complaints department here. This is where he's going to complain. Ohio. He says, I thought the talent show was all about performances, burping, singing, playing instruments, stand-up comedy, etc. I assume you guys realize that just Josh and Jay Scoop, their entries, were produced by downloading the karaoke version of songs. All of the song music, but without the vocals. Talking about Allentown, Major Tom, etc. And adding their own vocals and show drops via the audio production software, don't get me wrong, the resulting songs are very well done and funny as hell. I love them, but you knew the butt was coming. Ohio Al says, but for you guys to dock my song, Judging Points, for being recorded and not live and not doing the same for just Josh and Jay Scoob seems a little bit hypocritical. And he points out that his song, Maller Militia, was a totally original production. Uh, you know, everything, the progression, the melody, the lyrics, etc., written, performed by Ohio Al. The recording that he sent was basically a live performance of the song captured in his basement studio with an ancient two-track recorder using one microphone, no overdubbing or production. So that's Ohio Al's statement. Email continues. He says he could have performed the song live on the show, but the problem there were is twofold. Uh, he says he would have been singing and playing the guitar into my phone, and the sound quality would have been like a tin can on a string, much like many of these podcasts. Uh, there you go. And he says, at 5 a.m., my voice would probably sound worse than Dick in Dayton's did for his live performance. Sorry, Dick. Yeah, that was a that was awkward. Anyway, so he says he's not trying to call anybody out, but he did call out Jay Scoop and just Josh. 
Uh, you know, the, the judging is not perfect. Everyone has their own criteria with judging. That's how that works. I'm a better judge than Eddie, and Eddie's a better judge than Coop, and Coop's a better judge than Roberta, or vice versa, depending on how you look at it. He says he does like the idea of several categories for the talent show. We will change it. We, we've only done one winner of the talent show because for years it was just a gag. Nobody took it seriously. Who knew that we'd get to a point because Fox Sports Radio is on enough affiliates now where we're, we're actually getting some traction and this is becoming a legitimate thing. I never thought we'd get to that point. It was just a, it's like, like lame jokes. Lame jokes started out. It was like two people sending jokes in, and now we've got dozens of people sending jokes in, and the same thing with the talent show. We started out, we had a couple of dopey acts, and that was it. So we gave one winner out, but now we have so many acts, we might have to make it a two-night thing. That not just one night, we might have to make this two nights to get it all in. It's insane. Uh, Neil from Miami, Miami, Miami. The real Neil, the real Miami, he says, not the fake Miami, rather. No punk-ass Palm Bay or Palm Beach or whatever. Anyway, he says, uh, last Saturday's episode, I think he's going back a couple Saturdays now. He was awesome. He sounded like you were having fun because you were doing something you were not supposed to, to do, like a tryst with Ryan. Do you feel like you are cheating on Gascon when wrestler Ryan McBain is in town or when meeting uh, other men at a truck stop? <laughs> He's uh, saying, wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh no, no, I, I love uh, Ryan when he's here. I have a good time with Ryan. He gets the podcast. He's uh, other than his uh, Michigas with Boston. I'm I'm all about it. Uh, so we like that. And the, boy, the way you phrase that, Neil, it does sound awkward. I did meet a guy at a truck stop. Yeah, you sure did. I mean, I did. You sure meet, did. I met Moving Man Matt at a truck stop. Yeah, so there was a lot of moving. Yes. Uh, well, not really. Uh, he did. Moving Matt Matt's the guy that told me what a lot lizard is. I'd never heard of what a lot lizard is mm. before Moving Matt Matt, who educated me when I went to the truck stop, what exactly that is. This it sounds an, so bad. It does sound terrible. It does. It is. It is and having seen some documentary online about lot lizards, uh, they do kind of uh, look like uh, you'd rather hang out with a lizard. You know what I'm saying? There's a. Uh, not uh, not easy on the eyes. Not easy on the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah, a little, little tough there. Anyway, uh, Neil continues. He says, the story about your cousins cracked me up. Yeah, I told the story. I, my cousins were in town from Michigan, and so we went over. We had a Maller meet and greet with the, the family there. He says it was like Curb Your Enthusiasm, an episode of that show. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. He says, you are obviously the master of presenting details to keep listeners engaged. The 83 degrees is a party foul. 75, especially if you have many more people in the house emanating heat. That's a great point. See, see that's what I'm, it was 83, but with all the people in the house sitting around telling stories, it it had to be closer to 95 than 83. Uh, that's, that's great scientific knowledge by Neil. Since 90 minutes is spot on. Yeah, that's the sweet spot, 90 minutes. You're, I'm glad you agree, Neil. I, he says he feels the same way. My family gets an F on the Maller report card for being able to say goodbye and leave in a timely manner. It's my most annoying thing about guests that just don't get it and want to stay forever. What's uh, yours and uh, arriving late Gascon's pet peeves? Well, he's not here yet again, uh, Neil, so bad job of you. Pet peeves at parties. Yeah, uh, that's a fair question. So, like, 
I, I the whole goodbye thing annoys me. Uh, you should make Looney taught me this. You should make a big entrance and a quiet exit at parties. That's a proper way. That's good decorum, good etiquette. Make a big introduction. Ta-da! Here I am, right? But then when you leave, just kind of sneak out, and people wonder what happened. Where is he at? Where did he go? He didn't say goodbye. Where? What happened? Uh, now, one of my pet peeves at parties is when people show up 90 minutes late, two hours late, and then complain the food is cold. When the food was served fresh and hot, piping hot, when the party on time, when the party started, and then they they complain about that and whine about that. I also complain when people com- complain about you know the the bar there wasn't enough you know, alcohol there or the alcohol that they liked. That's annoying. Uh, any of those things is a pain in the ass. And uh, what what about you there, I, McMahon? Uh, any. Party, you don't go to parties, do you? Because you're well, I used to, but um, yeah. people that uh, are not self aware, uh, I always say to myself, you never want to be the last person to leave at a party, you know? Yeah, you, you don't want to be that guy. I mean, leave like somewhere in the middle, yeah. Uh, I yeah, can't, sure. I can't stand Super Bowl parties because people that go to those don't like football, they just want to talk, and I want to watch the damn yeah. game. Completely. That's great. That's a great take. Yes. You're right. I've been to Super Bowl parties. I want to watch in solitary the Super Bowl because I want to. I want to soak it all in. I don't want to have someone you know want want to talk about the stock market or the commercials. <laughs> I don't need that. Not at that time. I'm not into it. Great point. Uh, and uh, Neil says uh, bonus question. He says uh, Neil from the real Miami. Uh, he says, like you, I am an introvert and struggle with these social obligations, like eating shitty food somewhere else, uh, someone else made, rather. Who made that a social contract? And he says, uh, what's your prep on how to deal with these social obligations that make us miserable, especially given the fact that your wife may take you in deep water with her extrovert uh, ways there? need help from one introvert to another. Well, you have two introverts here. It's introvert helping introvert. So my move has always been, my wife does take me to very, for me, very awkward social engagements. So the way I handle this, okay, my move here, it's very simple. I I don't take a lot of food. If you can serve yourself, this is easy. Just don't take a lot of food and move stuff around the plate to make it look like you ate. That's the key, Right. Because you give the impression that you ate, and a lot of people don't micro-analyze the dish. So you're okay with that. So that's my move. Do you have any cheat code there, McBain, on how to handle this? Uh, Don't eat first. Go see what everyone else is eating, Uh, and then just go with that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the way to do it, too. But I always say take very small. Uh, Now, my trump card, and you could try this one, Neil, too. And I did this actually at the event that I you were referencing the meet and greet was 83 degrees there at the my my relative's place. So the the way this works here, you know, I I'm sorry I started my fast and I'm on I'm doing intermittent fasting and I can't eat. I wish I could eat, but I can't eat. I'll take a doggy bag. You can give me some and maybe I'll eat it later. How about that? I'm sure your cooking's great. It's not you. It's just my diet. That's the move. And you can even show them the app. Get the app on your phone, even if you don't intermittent fast. Get the app on your phone and then hold it up. And before the party starts, like two hours before the party starts that you're going to, the dinner, start the app, the timer on the app. And then 
when you you go to the point, you say, well, I've already been fasting for two or three hours. I can't. I'm sorry. I cannot. I cannot eat the food. I wish I could. Well, that works. You could also say, I have a food allergy. That works yeah, as well. That's a good one, too. Yeah. My food allergy. Anything you cook, I'm allergic to. Yeah, exactly. Cooking so bad that the homeless gave it back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, what else? Uh, Pierre had another one. He said... I know that you fancy yourself a burgeoning chef, Ben. Uh, have you ever, or your sidekick of the week, whoever that is, <laughs> ever witnessed the glory and splendor of an outdoor gas or wood-fired pizza oven? Ooh. As someone whose time is as valuable as yours uh, said, oven is a must-have in the new Maller Mansion. Now, Pierre, that is a great point. My wife has actually brought up. We love making pizza. It's one of the, the staple meals at the Maller Mansion. So she's like, well, we have a bigger backyard at this new place, so maybe we should have a, a wood fire, like a, a nice outdoor wood-fired pizza oven. And I don't know the first thing about pizza ovens, but if you have a, an idea, Pierre, like what you use, it, you sent a photo here, but if anybody has, and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to spend $5,000 on a pizza oven. That's chump chains for you. If there's something reasonably priced, I would consider buying it. And you know, and then you worry, how long does that last? If you buy a gas-powered outdoor oven, isn't the whole point to do like a wood-fired pizza oven? But uh, gas is more convenient. Mm. You had me a pizza. Now I want pizza right now. I'm starving. What's your favorite pizza? Oh, just anything with just like. With pork on it, you know. I want. You're I all want about the pork. S- yeah. A sausage, pepperoni, bacon, Canadian bacon. Just throw the whole damn pig on there. So you like putting that sausage? Yeah, uh, right yeah, 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 I yeah. That. I know you're getting that. I know you're getting that. One thing I do not like on my pizza is pineapple. No, I think you, we've gone over this. Ah, uh, yes, you have yeah. described your distaste That's for pineapple. Disgusting. Have you ever had barbecue chicken pizza? That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Not bad. Not bad. I, I had pastrami pizza one Ooh, time. Ooh, that, that sounds that, good. That was really good. Surprisingly good pastrami pizza. Did not think I was going to like it, but it was really good. Uh, let's see. What is next? Uh, moving on. Johnny from Glasgow, Kentucky says, uh, how did you meet your wife and where did you go on your first date? Well, that's personal information, Johnny. I met my wife online, though. Online dating, believe it or not. A long time ago. And we went to a movie theater in Pasadena, right next to Colorado Boulevard where the Rose Parade goes down, and we were supposed to see a movie, and my wife did the old bait-and-switch. She's, uh, she's like, well, she, she decided she didn't want to see the movie once we got there. There was a scheduling issue. I showed up a little late, but she really just wanted to talk, so we went, and went to a bar, which was across from the movie theater, and hung out, and the rest is history. What movie were you guys supposed to see? Oh, see now you. I don't remember. I know she remembers. Women remember all this stuff. I don't really. I don't even remember. Really, you don't remember that? That's yeah. bad. That's bad, dude. That's, that's not bad. You should it's remember everything about the first date. It was funny though. I I took. I was living in Lincoln Heights, and I took the Gold Line, the subway thing, up to Pasadena. I right? didn't take my car, and so I took the Gold Line up, and then. I, I remember I was running late, so I was like running to get. I didn't want to be late to the date, so I was like running to the date. And by the time I showed up, I was fucking covered in sweat. It was during the summer, and it was uh, it was a hot day, as I remember. And so you talk about making a shitty first impression. You, a, you're late. B, you're 
covered in sweat. But it worked out all right. Worked out all right. Uh, let's see. Vols fan Jimmy says, have you ever been on a date and broke wind hoping she couldn't smell it? <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The worst for me, and I don't know if you agree with me on Ryan. Ryan, if you go to like, we're in LA, so we go to Vegas a lot. You go to Vegas with a, uh, you're dating somebody and you go to Vegas with a, uh, a woman and you're still in the early stages uh, of the, or a guy for them. I don't care. But you're in the, in the early stages of a relationship. Okay. And, it, the, the thing that bothers me about the hotel room is there's only one bathroom and it's a very small space. So I I like to let it rip with the Jesus the flatulence, okay? Christ. So <laughs> and you you're not at the stage where it's okay to toot toot, you know, and fart and all that. So the problem that I have with the hotel setup, and I've done this many times, and it's 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 been a mistake, but it, my move here is I'll be like Hey, you know, I, I I need to go down to the lobby. I, I want to check out, you know, because I'll be right back. I need to go down to the lobby. And so then I'll go down to the lobby to use the bathroom down on the casino floor to cut the cheese, you know, to send out the airborne toxin. Yeah. And then I'll get back. But I, I don't – so it's it's a, it's a pain in the ass. It's a nuisance. You know what I'm saying? There's ways around that. Like when you're, you know, letting the air fly, just, you know, you flush the toilet, you know, or your cough or something. Yeah. And some of the hotels have, I like this, the fan in the bathroom. Oh, kinda, yes. That that's works. a good move. I like that. But I've yeah. stayed at hotels that don't have that. And so then you end up, you you do the old rumbly-tumbly, but you got to go down. It's a pain in the ass. So that's my, that's my complaint, Vols fan, Jimmy. Yeah. I, got a, I have a very weird uh, image in my head now. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Fred from Spring, Texas says, what's your favorite dinner? That's a, I don't know. It depends on, depends on my mood, Fred. I like you know, I live in L.A. There's great Mexican food here, so I like Mexican food. I like uh, Philly cheesesteak. I like anything that's unhealthy. I have the diet of like a nine-year-old. I like crunchy tacos, cheesesteak. Mm. I love cheesesteak. Uh, pastrami sandwiches. I'm a big fan of that. You go down the list. Chicken fingers, oh. cheeseburgers. Yes, you know, yes. That's it. I mean, these, that, I could eat all those foods and just be happy. My wife always complains because my palate has like five things. I like chicken parm. I like fettuccine Alfredo. That's about it. Those are like pretty much the only foods I eat. Some combination of those foods. I think your palate's pretty good. I, uh, Thank you. I agree. I'm glad you approve of the Maller palate. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Uh, Seattle Sammy writes in from the home of the Kraken. <laughs> and says, Ben, what are the odds of an American winning the 100-meter dash, men or women's event? Have we got the horses? Well, you've come to the right place, Seattle Sammy. And I, you can back me up on this, McBain. When you think Olympic insider, you think Ben Maller, right? You think of me, my fat ass. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, listen, I hope American athletes do well. As I said in the rant the other day, though, the people that protest, I am openly hoping they all lose. Any athletes that protest during the Olympics, I hope they just get oh, destroyed. Stop it. Absolutely stop. destroyed. The Olympics, you talk about not knowing your audience in the Olympics. That is the, the whole selling points of the Olympics are A, it's apolitical, and B, it's love of country. It's wrap yourself in the flag. People watch the Olympics that don't even like these sports, a lot of these sports, but they watch it because it's apolitical and it's all about your country and how great your country is. If you're from Italy or Poland or Russia or the United States or China or wherever. And these athletes are fucking it up. And I'm telling you, it is going to be the death of the Olympics. And the IOC knows this. They know this, and they're trying as much as they can to keep these images from getting out on social media and limiting the amount of damage that they will be done. Yeah. uh, Will um, be done by them. Yeah, I'm sure Tommy Smith and John Carlos would totally agree with you, Ben. Yes. I'm telling you, I am absolutely right on this. (laughs) I am 100% (laughs) correct. You are out of touch, Ryan, with the consumers of the product. You have to know the audience. You have to know the audience. And even now, with protests being cool and the Wokarati, people think that this is great. The ratings on sports have gone into the toilet in the last couple years, and there is a direct correlation to this open wokeness that is going on, this disease. Mm. There are a lot of people that were raised to watch sports, that were they don't want to have this shoved down their throat, and they have turned it up. And I hear it all the time. It's like, I like your show, but you know, I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not into sports anymore because yeah. of idiots like LeBron James and these people. People say and so, that. People say that, but and they, it's still true. they still No, watch. they don't. They the still... ratings are terrible right now. Have you been paying attention? Every sport across the board, the ratings are god-awful. And this is a direct reason for that. People, in correlation, it, everything lined up in a row, right? All the ducks lined up in a row. You had the pandemic. You had athletes protesting. People realizing, you know what? There's a pandemic. I don't need this bullshit. I'm not going to watch. Mm. And they didn't watch. They and they watch. haven't come back. They No, they don't. They have not come back mm. the audience has not come back to sports uh, and and everyone said well the the the, the counter argument the devil's advocate argument was well the people aren't watching but they'll come back once society opens up well society's opened up and they haven't come back uh i disagree i disagree also, you're wrong you uh, you're ta- have tangible evidence you're absolutely wrong and also people watch sports differently they don't watch on tv they watch on the internet or on apps yeah, stuff like the, that but tv the 
TV pays their bills based on live audience. That's how sports programming works. The reason sports programming is so valuable is because people consume it in real time. Mm -hmm. You don't watch old games. You consume it in real time. And the key part of that, you watch the commercials. Television has gone down financially Mm -hmm. because people, I'm like, I'm right there with you. I don't watch commercials when I watch TV. I I watch streaming services. But sports, the selling point of sports. For advertisers, is you're forced. You're a captive audience. If you want to watch that ball game, you've got to get those commercials. And if people aren't watching it, uh, you know, live on on television the way you know it's done, then that is going to affect the trickle down, the economics of sports. Yeah, that's just the reality. Yeah, I'm sure the NFL and the NBA are really hurting for cash right now. Come on. The NBA took all those woke slogans down because they realized oh, this was a problem for their business. You know, they putting all the slogans on the court and the jerseys was not helping the product, and they took all those away. And if they, if you think differently, you're wrong. Because why else would they take those things away? Like they want to show how woke they are. They're woker than you. It's like a pissing contest. Yeah. And so they took those things away, <laughs> and and uh, because they were trying to get the audience back, trying to get the market share back. You remember when um when Nike got quote-unquote woke, and everyone was like, oh, I'll never buy Nike products again. Nike is making more money than ever. It's BS, man. It's BS. Well, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. You can be wrong. Okay. It's okay to be wrong. There's a lot of people wrong, right. and you're absolutely wrong about this. But again, my the hypothesis in the Olympics, and keep in mind, a lot of the rest of the world aren't like the morons in the United States who are all you know go out and burn down cities and you know protest. Everyone's protesting. Uh, they're not like that, and they are definitely not going to be uh, in on the Olympics. And so I hope that we do see a lot of protests because I've never really been an Olympic guy. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid with my family, or whatever. But I've never been a huge Olympic guy as an adult, so I don't really care if it goes away. And uh, it becomes even less and less important on the zeitgeist of the world. But it, trust me, it will be bad. Uh, it is going to be bad. Well, I really don't watch the Olympics. The last time I was really into the Olympics was with Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. That shit was fucking That was beautiful. a good skin. I loved yeah. it. That was, that, was, that was good. That got me watching. Yeah. But, uh, that, yeah, that's the last that, time I was really into the Olympics. That's a great scandal. Uh, I, I and that's about the only Olympic stuff. Like I did a monologue the other night about my level of interest in the Olympics, which, by the way, is a two. If you missed that <laughs> monologue, you know, one to ten, it's a two, uh, and that's about it. Uh, you know, my my wife's into it. It's really an event that does not appeal to our our fans, our sports radio fans. Mm. Do you feel better now? By the way, are you okay? What are you What are you talking about? Uh, you, you sounded very very angry a little while ago. Well, I'm passionate. Yeah, okay. I'm passionate. <laughs> What do you want me to sit here and you know be monotone? No. No, you gotta you, you gotta you, you gotta sell it, man. That's the key. That's the key to broadcasting. You know that. Yeah, that's true. I do. Gotta sell it. Nobody wants to hear boring. Uh, anyway, I think that's it. I think we should put the the baby to bed here. I Maybe mean, other random questions. Matt from La Mesa can't get to your question. Ronnie D did not make the cut. Kevin in Kansas. Uh, Rick. Uh, he he writes all the time. He was walking his neighborhood there. He had some questions we want not get to. Oriole fan who had some weird question about the name of the Maller fans, which we are, we already have a name for it. Uh, Adrian in Denver, the water meter technician there. He had some some interesting things to say. But I realized we didn't get to a lot of these questions. That's a bad job by us. Oh, you, <laughs> it's your podcast. <laughs> I mean, we can keep going. I mean, you're the one that wants to get out of here. I mean, I don't no, know. I keep going. I'm here to help you. All right, we'll do a few more then. Okay. Uh, Adrian in Denver says, Ben, I am a water meter technician in the city uh, I live in. He says that was the reason he needed to take the water distribution exam. I have a couple of uh, city hats. Well, thank you. He says, our kids loved hearing you talk about them during the last podcast. 
Uh, thank you for that. How about that? Uh, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't end up in Denver this fall, what do you think? Uh, who do you think will win the quarterback battle between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? And where is the West of the 405 guy? Uh, he says, well, the podcast has not been the same w- without him. Well, see, look at that. Adrian took a shot at you, McBain. Well, he can kiss my ass. Okay. How about that? I don't know where Gascon has been. Gascon will have to answer that question when he wants to answer that question. You can ask him. I'm not here to speak for Gascon. I'm not his mother. But if you want to speak for him, you can. But uh, you know, he's he's taking care of something I understand right now. But that's his that's his issue, McBain, not my issue to tell. Okay, uh, That's true. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, Adrian, Teddy Bridgewater. Which is good for me as a gambler, because Teddy Bridgewater is straight cash homie for people that bet. He is just good enough to cover the spread and just bad enough to actually lose the game, which is perfect, right? Which is perfect, what you want. You want to just be within the margin of error. Teddy Bridgewater's within the margin of error, so Teddy Bridgewater's going to be the guy. That's the, that's the answer. Kevin writes in, says, Dear Ben, uh, this is more of a compliment than a... Question, I regularly look forward to your show and podcast. I get a regular laugh from David's introduction with the studio audience applause. Yeah, isn't that a douche move? You don't do that, McVeigh. No, you're, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're a man of the people. Well, most of the time. Unless you're in Boston. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and uh, he says uh, uh, he likes the introduction there as well as the uh, Ben Wee. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you like that. And that's a winner. There you go. He likes that. So I'll, I'll keep doing those things. I'll keep doing those things. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Eric in Ohio says, if Half Pint would be let out, but you had to vouch for her, what would you say to the judge? Uh, that's a good question. I, I would say she's got a very distinctive voice. She's beloved by random people who have never seen photos of her, who know anything about her criminal history. And she... I do think that she means well. She's made some poor decisions in life, and she's made some mistakes, half pint, but she means well. Deep down at her her soul, she's she's a good person. But I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong on that. But if I had to tell the judge something, that's what I would tell the judge. He says, would you tell beer-drinking Brian to plead to the court and take the heat? No, no. Half pint's made her own bed. She's going to have to deal with it. She's a grown-up. She's going to have to deal with the choices that she made and all that. Uh, Kevin in Kansas uh, says, uh, Dear Ben, I enjoy the talent show with the variety of acts. If you and the crew could participate, what acts would you all do? Or maybe you could be a quintet. Uh, who would uh, who would front? Yeah, like a, like a boy band, like a Maller boy band, Kevin. That's just what the people want. And you could be part of that. You could be like the fifth Beatle, McBain. We could put you in there because we got the the four horsemen of the apocalypse, me, Eddie, Coop, and Roberto. And then you could be, you or Gagon could be the fifth fifth Maller, Mallorite or whatever we call it. The Mallorite? I don't know what you That's not a thing. Please tell me that's not a thing. I don't don't know what it is. We got a lot of talented musicians. I I don't know. Toss that out of my tuchus is what I did. Uh, Matt from La Mesa had, we'll do that one. That'll be the last one. And he says here, which of each would you rather have? So toss-up question. Toss-up question from Matt in La Mesa, California. Says pretzels or chips? Okay, so soft pretzel over chips. If it's a hard pretzel, chips. That's my answer. Mm. Uh, If I can have peanut butter pretzels, I'll go with the pretzels. 
peanut butter. Uh, yeah, those are okay. But I, okay, I, those are fantastic. Eh. The soft pretzel is the king of the pretzel, like a real thick, fat, soft pretzel. Those are good. In salt. Oh, those are good. God. Those Wonderful. are good. Yes. Have you had the authentic like Philadelphia pretzel, a New York Street pretzel? Oh my God, those are great. More Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got better pretzels than New York, but I digress. A Slurpee or a milkshake? Mm, mm. Tough one. Summertime. I have fond memories as a kid getting the Slurpee after being in the pool all day, but I'd go milkshake as an adult. Mm. A good milkshake. Uh, summertime, or if I'm got done like running like four miles or something like that, I'm just hot and sweaty. Want something something cool? I got to go with the Slurpee. Yeah, yeah, again, that's what I said. I give it summer, yeah. you know, but but most of the time I choose the, yeah. the milkshake, which is, I believe, one of the worst desserts you can possibly consume. Well, the of course, that's of course. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if I'm at home or whatever, I mean, not doing anything, I'm like yeah, you go with the milkshake. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one on the toss-up questions from Matt. He says, "Fried chicken or ribs?" Ooh. I'm going fried chicken, I'm, but boneless, like a boneless big. Chicken breast sandwich or uh, chicken tenders, big, thick chicken tenders. That's the way to go over ribs. Oh, man. Uh, that's, uh, I guess I got to go chicken. You're going chicken. It, yeah, good choice by you. Good job. That's the right answer. That's no, a good take. Stop. Yeah, that's I a agree good take. With you. Okay. That's right. That's okay. a good take. You agree right, with me. Please. You're not in the septic tank of bad takes. Oh. All right. You're not hanging out down there, you know, doing nonsense. That's a good take. That's you know that's the way to go. Uh, he also says, "What did you guys do with the sixteen? He says sixteen cents you saved over the Fourth of July weekend. Did you start a trust fund or invest it? Uh, yeah. No, I bought some Dogecoin. I think is what I got, which is about what one yeah. share of Dogecoin is worth sixteen cents. But it'll come back. It's going to make a comeback. No, it's not. I sold all. It's going to make. I, I, I sold my Bitcoin, my Dogecoin, my. Uh, well, you I'll sold just, all the crypto. You got out the, of the crypto. I, game? I'm out yeah. of the crypto game because like it dropped like what thirty thousand uh, in Bitcoin. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Everyone's saying, hold the line. Hold the line. No, f that. Yeah. I'm out. I got my money. <laughs> well, that's the great scam of the stock market. And I give the people at Wall Street credit. And every stock advisor I've ever talked to, and anyone who I've you know been around that's in the stock game, they all say the same thing. When the stock market crashes, they say, that's the time to buy. That's when you get the deals. They always tell you the same thing. Like, this is the time you can really make a killing. Hmm. It's like trading places, that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's also, it's, it's the same. I, I love these, these scams, these, these shysters. It's like college football and basketball coaches that are like, well, no, I need a seven- or eight-year deal because the recruits have to know I'm going to be here. No, you don't. You don't have to have a seven- or eight-year contract. Okay, stop. It's all a scam to have tremendous job security and all that. That's what they get. But, yeah, I, I still, I'm holding hope that my Dogecoin that I bought will, will go back up. But I am in the hole on that. I have uh, the return, the total return on that is in the negative by a wide margin, by a wide margin. And it, it has gone down to today as we're doing this in real time. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's why I got out. Yeah. Not, but but all it takes is some big fat cat, some big rich investor, or some some Reddit page to get all into the Dogecoin and everyone buy it up, and then all of a sudden it'll go back up. So, you know, I'm waiting around for that. Be waiting a long time, but that's fine. You know, 
I'm in the long game. All right, that is it. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. We will be back, I will, in the Magic Radio Box for a live radio show at 11 o'clock in the West tonight on Sunday night, 11 p.m. in the West, the West Coast, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Vegas, all the big cities on the West Coast. And then now that show starts also at 2 a.m. in Boston and New York City and Atlanta and where most people live. But that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so we'll have a new edition of the show. And remember, fill up the mailbag for next week. If you like the mailbag, tell a friend about the podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Ben Maller for me. And how can they follow you, Ryan, again? On Twitter, Ryan McBain, R-Y-A-N-M-C-B-A-I-N. And on Twitch, Ryan McBain. And remember, folks, stay woke. Yes, stay woke. Go protest on his Twitch page. Make, <laughs> make him feel happy. He loves the protest. All right, thank you. Aloha. Bye-bye. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.